Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corey. This is Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission podcast. This is episode 14. And man, has Ryan and myself been busy today. Uh, we <laughs> have uh, we have spent about six hours in the studio um, setting up social media accounts, setting up YouTubes, setting up Facebook, setting up... Uh, we have a whole production team now. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we got a schedule software. We have definitely been stepping up our game. So and we got some good things coming out starting next week. We'll we'll let y'all know about that. Uh, but we have a new sound mixer in in route to us. Yeah, we uh, we have like he said a lot of things on the schedule. Ryan and I are going to start. Uh, we'll give you kind of a tip in the a little just a little teaser here. We have uh, some videography coming, and uh, maybe we're going to be expanding our missions. Uh, but we have officially filed our tax paperwork with the IRS. We mm-hmm. have uh, gotten our EIN. We officially got recognized <coughs> in Mississippi as our business license. So we are we are trucking along. This ministry is definitely. Uh, we made a YouTube account. Yes. Yeah. So YouTube, it's, uh, Facebook, Instagram. It's a, we'll, we'll come out with Instagram. We'll work on that later, and uh, TikTok. So all these things are going to be coming down your way. But uh, before we get started with this week, uh, Ryan, can you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for letting us come out here today, Father, and work on this. And I pray you speak through us, Lord, to the people that need to hear it, Lord, and only allow what's truth to come out. Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So I do want to clarify a couple things from last week. Um, so I'm not going to call anyone out or anything. Uh, but um, there's been some concerns and some stuff emailed to us, and uh, I want to make it 100% clear. No one here believes in Darwinism. No one here believes in uh, any of those false doctrines. Um, I have not committed to flat Earth. I, I'm still I still believe in spear uh, a spiritual a spear spear Earth. Yes, um, we were just uh, playing the sides of argument, um, but. Um, if we came across as um, uneducated or uninformed, we, we apologize for that. But uh, I did really have a good time with Tony. And uh, like I said, we, we're praying that only the truth comes out and we're, we're trying just to study the word. And that's what we said. We don't we want you to take it for our word. Don't, don't take Corey and Ryan's word for it. Uh, we want you to study it for yourself and develop beliefs and uh, pray and fast on the Lord's understanding. Well, with all that being said, this week is uh, episode 14, so we're going to continue stirring the pot. (laughs) So this uh, week's episode is, why should you commit to a Christian? No, commit to a church. Church, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, Commit to a church. So now you're a Christian, but uh, what's the next step, and why should you go to a church as a Christian? So, Ryan, can you kind of give us the... Well, I believe a lot of people don't think that they need to go to a church to be a Christian, and I agree with that. You don't have to go to a church to be a Christian, but it sure does help. <laughs> like we, I heard an analogy the other day. Um, they said, you can jump out of a plane without a parachute, and you may make it, you may not, okay? But a parachute sure does help. But it's not required. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're saying. Church is not required to get you into heaven. Uh, but um, and there's obviously good reason to do it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe that you should go to a church after you become a Christian. I mean, to me, it, it's kind of like um, someone who becomes a doctor, right? They go through all this education. They go through all this training. They go through everything, um, all the residency, all the all the time spent, years and years and years mm-hmm. of their life. Why would they not want to work in a hospital after they got all that certification and licensure and everything that that seems to me that seems kind of the same analogy as why someone who would go to a, become a christian everything that jesus has done for you everything that he's given everything that he's sacrificed for you why wouldn't you want to go to church that i mean that's yeah. pretty simple <clears throat> to me but um so i understand there's a few reasons why people don't want to go to church so i think the number one reason is i believe that they um are under the impression that you you have to give money to the church that the money the church is just here to take your money and they're they're just trying to get in your pocketbook and uh, I wholeheartedly believe that you can go to church you can have an outstanding relationship with Jesus Christ and not be worried about finances now I do believe that you should you should tie to the church the church needs your help but I yeah. don't think that's a I don't think that's a salvation issue. I don't think tithing in the church is a salvation issue. Um, I definitely think that uh, you know, the Scripture instructs us to, to tithe to the church. But Actually, that's an Old Testament principle, is it not? I think. And, and, and I certainly—I think we've talked about this before, yeah. but— uh, The New Testament um, give—I don't know. How, how, does it, how does it word it, Corey? <laughs> well, I, I know that— uh, I can't remember. Yeah, and and, I, and, we, and we can certainly look it up. I was going to say, uh, I know that uh, tithing ten percent is that's Old Testament. That is the that was the law of the land, and uh, and I know we quote Old Testament, New Testament. And I don't want you to think that we're just New Testament Christians or anything like that. But it is important to understand the cultural importance and the way of life during the Old Testament. So Jesus has not came yet during that time. So just just the same way as um, the prophets uh, would build uh, an altar and tabernacles, that was <clears throat> religious law. Um, but they were, you know, they were trying to do their best to serve God in a world where Jesus had not came back yet. Okay, here it is right here. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you, you will abound in every good work. And the way I look at that is, the church uses your money to expand the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they use it to purchase uh, missionaries. They use it to purchase Bibles. To outreaches. To outreaches, youth ministry. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of that money doesn't just go into the pastor's pocket. And yeah. in fact, I, and, I, and I may speak only for our church, but I know our church, our pastor is paid very little. Yeah. Um, so, you know, very little of that money is actually going into the pastor's pocket. I'm not, I'm not saying don't tithe. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. a big I'm a big believer in tithing to the church. But what I'm saying is that is not a um, that shouldn't be the only reason why you shouldn't go to church. If yeah. you if you cannot financially support yourself, <clears throat> by all means, you know, don't tithe to the church. 
But I but think I believe God can bless you in tithing to the church when you can't afford to. I certainly believe that too. I believe tithing to the church is a way that God can strengthen you can strengthen you in your faith, yeah. right? So, um, and and I know it talks about this in the scriptures. You know, give to the church when you have to choose between church and you. You know, you have to sacrifice something from you to give to the church. And I know God can bless that. And the way I look at tithing is tithing. I tie to the church, not because the church, I'm going to give somebody in the church money, but because I want to be part of that. That mission. That mission, that yeah. outreach, right? It's just the same reason, you know, you know what St. Jude Hospital is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like no patient has to receive a bill. They, there's no bills received by a patient. You know, they, they, uh, they, of course, they do significant fundraising and they do, uh, you know, they do charitable donations and they do outreach programs, you know, very much like a church. But, you know, when when you see those commercials and it's like, please donate to the children in need at St. Jude so that they don't have to receive a bill. That's the same thing I feel like church is for me is tithing, you know, is I don't tithe saying, well, the pastor's getting this money and it's going to a bad. I go to I give that with knowing that it's going to go to a place that's going to be bigger than me. Yeah. You know, but that's I think that's the main reason why people are afraid of going to church. Well, um, and, and also they don't want to serve. They if it's if they're not receiving things for themselves, they don't want to be a part of it. So a lot of people are selfish like that. And I and I think Christianity has to be looked at a different lens. I think Christianity is about the selfless love of Christ. Yeah. What, what can we do for others? You know. And that that old saying, and I know this is kind of cynical, but that old saying, you know, ask not what you uh, what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. You know, I think that implies, you know, ask not what the church can do for you, but what can you do for the church? And I think a lot of people have misconceptions that church <coughs> is this corporate entity that they go to and they sing hymns and then they preach and they put their money in the plate and they leave. I think church is so much more than that. Um, mm hmm. I mean, I go to church. I'll tell you why I go to church. Because I'm not the smartest person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I made that very evident last week, and I'm sorry again. But I go to the church. The scripture says, seek wise counsel. Right? Yeah, and it's in Proverbs, is it not? The Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so does a man sharpen another. Mm-hmm. So I go to the church because I'm seeking someone who is more versed, more uh you know, educated, has more life experience than myself. So I go to church to learn, to expand my horizons. I don't go to church to, like like it's been said, just put my money, put my time, check the box, and go home. I, I mean, I I feel like I receive something out of church, and that's why I'm not hesitant to give back to the church because I know I'm going to receive it mm-hmm. in another format. And one reason I believe people don't go to church is because— they don't feel welcome. Like they'll get judged if they come back in and like, oh, I haven't seen you in years. You know, what are you doing here? What have you been doing all these years? I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I hate <laughs> that the church has become the place of judgment. And a lot of people that I've talked to, that's the reason why they don't go to church. Well, you know, I, I, I've said this in past episodes, but I feel like that's why, you know, this um, LGBTQI plus all those letters have become so popular because the church is supposed to be the place come as you are. Yeah. Right. Uh, nowhere in the scripture does it say clean up your life, get educated, get well versed in the scripture, and then you can come follow me. Mm-hmm. No, it just says 
drop your nets and come follow me. You know, um, the 12 disciples were not synagogue people. You know, they were everyday people in everyday jobs, and they were nasty. They were filthy. They were fishermen. You know, they had their day's work on them. And and like like I said, Jesus said, drop your nets and follow me. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why it's so popular nowadays is because the church claims to be the, you know, acceptings of all people. But as soon as someone comes in that's a little different, believes a little differently, thinks a little differently. A little dirty. A little dirty. Yeah, yeah they—, they the church is the first place to judge. And I, I will say this. I kind of experienced that last week's episode, you know, with people with different beliefs. You know, it was condemnation. Condemnation. I can't even say that word. Condemnation. Condemnation. Yes. <laughs> um, for me, seeking, you know, answers to questions I did not have. Yeah. Um, and I And I really hate that because the church is supposed to be somewhere it's supposed to be a hospital for the sick it's supposed to be where you can come you can get right with jesus you can lay anything down at the altar you can have a group of people who are there to support you and pray you with you and intercede on your behalf and then help you get back on your feet but i fear that's not what it is today and it pushes people away it pushes people away yeah and that they find that at the you know with the LGBTQ people and oh yeah they'll accept you the, the way that you are yeah it don't matter what you like who you like how you like it they everyone's welcome and I feel like yeah. that's why that movement has got such attraction is because some everyone is looking for acceptance and if they can't find it in the church they're going to find it elsewhere yeah so, yeah I, I definitely agree with that that's and but see I feel like that's us as Christians, we're failing as Christians <clears throat> yeah. because we're the body of Christ. We're the body of the church. Um, and, you know, we're not acting like it. We're not acting like yeah. it. And I want to take us to uh, Ephesians because Ephesians kind of outlines this relationship I, I'm speaking about. So God loves the church. Uh, in fact, God often refers to the church as the bride uh, many times throughout Scripture. But in Ephesians 5, 22 through 33... Uh, the church is called the bride of Christ, and Christ is declared the head of the church his, and the head of his bride. As, a, as individual believers and as church, we have the intimate relationship with Christ. This is a relationship that is closer than any earthly husband and wife relationship. So um, you haven't gotten the opportunity to be married yet. No. And I, and I have, and I, I've been married for, for a while now. Uh, for about eight years, and you know, to see how close my wife and I are, is just a drip in the bucket to how close the church and God are. Right. So I want to I want to read through that. This is Ephesians five twenty two through thirty three, and this is a very awesome uh, passage of scripture um, to learn about marriage. So it says, "Wives, be subject to your own husbands as." To the Lord, and a lot of people stop right there, and they're like, "Yep, you're supposed to do everything I want you to do for me. If I want a sandwich, you're supposed to make me a sandwich." There's a, there's a lot more to this verse. Mm-hmm. For the husband is the head of the, of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be uh, to their husbands in everything. Husbands, this is for you guys. We we just stop right there at the wives, but uh, there's there's a whole husbands part. 
Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he may sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to also love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherished it, just as Jesus also does the church, because we are members of his body. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother, and shall be joined with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great, but I am speaking with the reference to the Christ and church. Nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even himself, and his wife must see that she respects her husband. That verse, those verses, describe a very intimate time, a very personal, close relationship. Mm-hmm. And see, I feel like that's the biggest part of people is missing in the church. Uh, I feel like we're just saying, oh, church, church is this block, check, 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 check. You know, we got to do, and and I feel like that's where religion has came in and convoluted the church. But uh, as the passage says there, the church is designed to be one of the most intimate times with God that you could ever, ever experience. Yeah, and we are the church. The the people is the church. Right. Yeah. We're the body of the church. Yeah. So I, I really hate that the world in America's church and and you know, I feel like we've gotten comfortable and we've gotten um, complacent in the church. And I feel like church is just that check in the box. And I feel like for that's, most people, and I feel like yeah. that's where we've failed. Is why a lot of people don't want to commit to church after Christianity. Mm-hmm. They think if they've been the one church that that's way that that they're that all churches are that way. And know, I when, and that's that I, that's a good point. I would go ahead and encourage you. If you've had a bad experience at church, you've been church hurt. Yeah. You know, do give it another try. Find another church who maybe more align, you know, more closely aligns with your that your preaches values. The scripture, that, you, know. you know, teaches you the truth, right? And the, you know, I the best thing for me <clears throat> was getting out of politics and getting out of this is how we have to do it because we've done it this long. You know, if you just let the spirit lead that's some of the best church you can ever go to. Yeah. You know, um, but uh, can you maybe think of another reason why, you know, somebody would not want to go to church as a Christian? Um, one reason that I was, <clears throat> that I thought of this morning is that some people abuse their power in church. You know, the pastor is the dictator of the church and they don't have a, I guess, a board to practice checks and balances with. You know, and I do. I believe some churches it is that way, but just because people abuse their power in the church, that does not negate the use of a church. Well, I the thing is, the church is full of sinners. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect. We're we're all sinners. We all have fallen short of glory of God. So you can't go to church for somebody else. You have to go to church for yourself. And, and again, I think that's where we're we have all these misconstrued ideas of what church is, mm-hmm. and we have all these unrealistic expectations of what church is. 
when the scripture explicitly points out what the church is and is not. But I, b- I believe if a church does have you know bad leadership, then they're not following the Bible. You, you need to leave and find a Bible-believing church. Yeah, for real. I, uh, I trust me. I, I was, I jumped around many churches as in, in you know in my teenager and growing up and being in the military and moving around. And you know, I the thing is, there's there's no such thing as a perfect church. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that church hopping is okay and you should do it every week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I'm saying is you should not go. If the pastor says something that hurts your feelings, that's in the scripture. You'd be like, well, he said something that hurt my feelings, so I'm leaving churches. That's not what we're saying yeah. here. I'm saying if it comes down to it, to that point, you know, do leave a church. We're saying is but, if you've tried and you've went to receive and you've went to serve and you're still not getting and you've tried and tried and tried, we're saying find something else. But we're not saying like he's saying, we're not saying every time the the door shuts the wrong way, go find another church or there's a there's something that doesn't go exactly your way, find another church. Uh, what we're saying is find someone who you can be vulnerable with. Yeah. And you know, speak the truth and then draw near and close to each other and then y'all guys can lift each other up and edify each other. And be accepted as you are. Right, you know, right, iron right. sharpens iron. Iron know? sharpens iron. But I feel like that's... Find a place where you can be sharpened. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, some are more dull than others, but that's okay. Well, that's that's what the church is is there for, is to, is to find somewhere where you can belong. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's my... You know, you know, why should people commit to a church, Corey? Well, I think if you... If you really understand, I think you can agree to this. If you really understand the benefits of church, and you understand the outreach, and you understand the um, benefits that you can get being part of a church, I mean, I, I think the benefits far outweigh the the cons. The pros outweigh the cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, like I said, I go to church not for anyone else. I go to church because I get something out of church. I. But you're also I, able to give. Right, but yeah. I, but giving something gives me something. Yeah. I, I get something out of giving, you know, my time, my energy. And if you guys know, Ryan and I are the highest paid employees at our church. <laughs> we are paid in the most I love yous and the most Holy Spirit that I've ever seen any person <laughs> recently. So, so, <laughs> Ryan and I are not there for the money. But uh that's what that's what I'm saying is that servant attitude that uh that purpose, the camaraderie. It, it's very yeah. much like the service. You know, that there there's I, you know, a lot of people ask me if I miss the service, if I miss my time in the service. And I say, you know, I don't, there was a lot of things I did wrong and a lot of things and sin that was in my life. And I don't want to go back to that, you know, mm-hmm. but I miss that purpose. I miss that commodity. I miss that unity coming together, lifting up each other, you know, and that was the thing is when when I was in, you know, they didn't care whether you were white, black, Asian, green, Native American, they didn't care. If you wore that uniform, you hurt him. You hurt me. Yeah. And you know, and you know, I w- I would have his back, and he would have my back. And the thing is, you 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 could barely know this guy, but if he was in your unit and he so he showed himself and he proved himself that he he had your back, it didn't matter what this guy said. Even if you knew it was wrong, you were going to fight it. You know, all the way to the end because mm-hmm. he he was you know part of the, he was part of your group. And I definitely think that's um, some of the benefits of you know of a good. Bible believing, God fearing, God loving church is that you can really build yourself up 
and you can really, you know, have the resources out there that you can't get by yourself. Yeah. You know, you're surrounding yourself with people as the body of Christ. And in that comes accountability and discipleship. I believe discipleship is a huge topic that a lot of churches are missing today. They're not discipling their their younger people, you know. They're not training them up. And and see, without the future generations, this whole operation fails. Yeah. Because unfortunately, we're not going to live forever. So, and like you said, I think that's a huge pillar. We'll, we'll get that, into that in a few weeks. Yeah, but. I was going to say we have a schedule coming up to really deep dive into that. But that's a huge center pillar that a lot of churches, like you said, are, are missing. And I feel like that's some of the problems is why a Christian doesn't commit to the church is because a lot of these pillars that really need to be in strong foundations are not there in the church anymore. So as soon as the church mm-hmm. feels a little bit of turbulation or, you know, feels a little bit of, you know, rising water, or you know, they, they don't have the foundation to stand on. So they don't have, so they just, you know, they just kind of get washed right away, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely see, in modern day church, you know, I, I feel like we we don't stand up for what we believe in. I feel like we kind of just, to be honest with you, I kind of feel like we're lukewarm. We kind of accept this. We kind of accept all that. You accept things that shouldn't be accepted in the church. Right, right. And there's a difference in loving someone and and accepting them. You yes. Know, there's a there's a difference in um, condoning their you know their their actions and loving them. You know. For them, but you know, still trying to show them the truth. Yeah, there's a, there's a fine line in between truth and enabling. Yeah, enabling. Yeah, there you go. Um, but and yeah, you yeah. can't be all enabling and no truth. You can't be all truth, no enabling. You have to walk down the middle <laughs> line somewhere. Because if you're just truth, you're gonna push them away. You know. Well, and that's where again, like I said last week, there was a lot of, of disagreement with last week, and and I, what I'm saying is, I don't know. I don't know everything. I'm just trying to read the scripture. I'm trying to come to the understanding of my own self. Yeah. Going back uh, to what I was just saying, you have to speak the truth in love. I just thought of that. Yeah. Speak yeah, the yeah. truth so, in love. So something, although sometimes it's the truth, sometimes you have to say it a little bit more nicely. Yeah. You know, gently, gently, <laughs> gently is the way to say it. But, uh, but uh, this, uh, yeah, I feel like that's why we are failing as a church. And I, I feel like that's why, you know, numbers are are going the other way for the other team is because we as a church are not stepping up and leading, Mm -hmm. you know, leading from the front. And another thing that, that I got tongue tied. Another thing that I think people don't go to church is because they see people out in the world that claim they're Christians, but don't act like it. And they, they put that on all the other Christians that are actually living it out. They use it as a stereotype. Well, that's, you know, I, this has kind of been my um, focal point this whole show is don't put your faith in another person. Put yeah. your faith in Jesus Christ. And if yeah. you see one Christian doing wrong, don't assume all the others are doing the same thing. But if somebody's doing something wrong, they too may be operating in ignorance. They may not understand yeah. completely, you know, so that's where well, that's where the church would come into place is, you know, <laughs> Where, and hold them accountable. Hold them accountable and, and encouraging them and showing them the way and showing them a different way. Um, you know, I, I've always heard this, but if if you grew up your whole life being told that grass was purple, every single day grass was purple, you would be dead wrong. But it would be a hard time convincing you that you were dead wrong because that's all you had ever been taught. Yeah. So the same way as in Christianity, if all you've ever been taught is something way wrong, but somebody just judges you and casts you to the side— 
and doesn't take that time to try to explain and try to uh, dissect and try to deconstruct that deconstruct mindset. the mindset. And they just cast you aside and say, "Oh, you're just an ignorant Christian. You, you know, you're just you're just one of those those." And, you know, I see this with denominations of churches. Oh, you're just a Methodist. Oh, you're just a Church of Christ. Oh, you're just a Baptist. Oh, and they judge you just based off the name. They don't ever give you the time of the day, or the like you said that that time in order to deconstruct actually what you know. And what I've learned over the years is, if you were to sit down with with all these denominations, or you would sit down with all these churches, mm. and you would get to the brax tax, most of them would come to a pretty similar understanding on what they believe. Pretty I mean, similar. As long as you believe Jesus died for you, and you know, and He was resurrected, and you're, you're born again Christian, you know what I'm saying, and you receive that grace through faith and got saved, then well, what I'm saying is a lot of them would come to that same conclusion, yeah. right? But then there's that one thing that they just can't get out. You know, the kids can't get untripped over. You know, whether that's baptism, whether that's communion, whether that's and it, it's a doctrinal thing. Yeah, and. I was saying, as long as you have that solid foundation, you know, well, the, see, the rest of it. That's the pro- that's the point, though. Is that that's where I'm going back to? Yeah. The church has missed that central pillar, the pillar. So they're fighting over here over something silly, when they ain't got that foundation to set their other beliefs on. And and that's like last week's show. Last week's show is not important. Okay. Whether the earth is flat, whether the earth is round is not important. That's not a salvation question. That was just a fun topic that to was debate just a about. Fun topic to just to, to get out there. The the important part is that you have to understand that this all the stems that you must have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. That that is the center and most important point that we're trying to get here. And like I said, maybe it was wrong of us, maybe it was misunderstood. Maybe, you know, we should stray from topics away from that, like that. But like I said, that's not an important show. The important thing is here, we're just trying to share the love of Jesus Christ and share what Jesus has done in our lives to other people. Mm-hmm. And that that's our biggest mission statement. And that's our biggest, you know, that's our vision here at the Unqualified Commission Ministries. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Go therefore and teach all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things which I have commanded you. But we're going to leave you there. Um, this has been an awesome episode. I'm really glad to have Ryan back. <laughs> I'm not defending my beliefs against anyone without Ryan here anymore. <laughs> Ryan is probably one of the more educated us, ones of us all. He's uh, he's He's very very well versed in the scripture and I'm glad to have him as a partner but um, just some announcements some housekeeping to get out of the way like I want to remind you guys that we have the prayer wall Mm -hmm. Um, if you would like to be prayed for spoken or unspoken uh, you can email us at the unqualified commission at gmail.com if you'd like a copy of that prayer wall again email us Uh, we will share as many copies of that as is are needed um, and we encourage y'all to go like and share our Facebook page. Yes, we did start a Facebook page. Um, there's going to be a lot more things coming down the pipe. 
And we've been yeah. trying to send out invitations, but the invitations to the page haven't been sending for some reason. So if you have not received our notification or you're having a hard time viewing our stuff, please send us an email so that we yeah. can get those troubleshooting. Or just look us up on Facebook and yep. follow. Uh, but uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to talking to you guys next week. This has been Corey. Ryan. This is the Unqualified Commission Podcast.